morning, church. Good to be back. Could be anywhere. You know, I was just looking at choir, and a big portion of the choir are young adults, and uh, looks so great because when we got here in January 2002, uh, they were little kids and, te- and pre-teens and some teens, and that's been, what, almost 20 years ago? We were just pre-teen too, weren't we, huh? <laughs> we were 55 and thought we were young then, and uh, we, we were compared to now, but uh, looks so good to see them up here. God bless you. Start to say kids. God bless you, young adults, for being faithful to the Lord. Go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I, uh, during this time with you, I wanted to try to encourage you, as I told the group Wednesday night, uh, try to encourage you during this transition time and hopefully encourage you toward that unity that we should have in Christ. And today we're talking about nobody is a nobody in the body. I want you to understand when we talk about the body, we're talking about the body of Christ. And of course, we're going to see as we read in this chapter, uh, Paul uses the, the human body to compare so that we can visualize or understand what he's talking about. 1 Corinthians 12, beginning in verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether uh, slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Behold, or because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, and there should be no schism in the body, 
but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. You see, Paul uses this this image of the physical body in a beautiful way, I think, here to help us to understand how his body, the the church, the, the body of Christ, is able to function and do all that God has created us to do and to be in our pilgrimage, in our journey here on this earth. And so when we look at this, I hope that uh, you can see that, that we, like the physical body, need each other and the church needs us. And that's the two uh, areas that I want us to cover today. So look first and understand nobody is a nobody in the body because we do need each other. And I want to share three reasons why we need each other. First of all, we need each other because each member is indispensable. And really, that's what he's talking about in verses 12 through 17, that, that we are indispensable. Why each member of the body of Christ certainly uh, is not the same, but each one of us is essential to the body of Christ. And we need to be reminded of that quite often, that, that we are essential. Paul uses that analogy of the human body to help us to, to understand that the human body is made up of different parts, the nose, the eyes, the ears, and all the parts of the body, but it yet is one whole body. There's wholeness there, and that's the picture of the church, the body of Christ. We make up one body, many members, but one body, and each part, each one of us, each member of the body of Christ is to be present in order for the body to be able to function properly and in order for the body to be complete. You see, if the human body was made up of just one part, then it would cease to be a body, wouldn't it? That would be a strange thing if it was just one part. But you see, we are given different parts to play, so to speak. We we have eyes, we have ears, we have noses, we have all parts of the body so that it can function properly. And, you know, each one of you, as a part of the body of Christ, you contribute in a very unique way, in a very personal way, in a very significant way, to the functioning of the body. And that's why Paul is using the human body to help us to understand that, hey, he says, so it is with Christ. So it is with the body of Christ. And you and I are his body, the body of Christ here on earth. And we need to not only understand it, but accept the fact that each of us is different and we're unique. We're not all the same. 
God did not make us identical in our first birth, and he has not made us identical in our second birth when we came to know Christ as Savior and Lord. But you know, there are some people who think that uh, Christians ought to dress alike, smell alike, look alike, act alike. And, and in fact, there are some people who think that uh, Christians ought to do things just one way. And that one way is their way. You understand what I'm saying? And there are a lot of people that think that way. And if it's not their way, you're wrong. But God has made each of us unique, and each one of us is necessary to be a part of the body, and that makes us indispensable. If we are needed with our unique makeup that God has made us and the unique gifts that he has gifted us with, then you and I are necessary and indispensable. And that leads me to say something to you, Central Baptist. Not all of you will play a leading role. You know, some will have to be supporting actors and actresses, so to speak. But you still are uniquely gifted so that you can help to fulfill the purpose for which God has planted this church and to see that it functions properly and that it will be the body of Christ and his witness in this place where he has planted you. You really are unique, and you are indispensable as, as part of the body of Christ. But look at the second reason, another reason that, that each of us is so important and, and, and that we're, you know, nobody is a nobody because of this. Each member is interdependent. You see, without the cooperation of the various parts of the body, then all tasks would be impossible. You wouldn't be able to do. That's true in the human body. For example, the simple act of speaking, just like I'm doing now and like you do, if any of the parts of my body that are necessary for it to be able to speak if any of them decided that they did not want to participate in this act of speaking, then I would not be able to speak this very moment. Speech is possible only because I have a brain, nerves, tongue, jaws, lips, larynx, lungs, diaphragm, heart, blood vessels, arteries, veins, all of these parts of my body and some that are unknown to me that contribute to the ability to be able to speak. If any of these are missing, there will be some problems. 
and the same is true with the body of Christ. We are interdependent. Each member of the body is connected to the other. We depend on each other. Even the the most simple uh, things that God wants us to do as his body needs each one of us because we are connected together. In light of that, church, again, I wanted to speak to you. God has placed you here in this specific church at this specific time with your particular special gifts that God has gifted you with, those abilities that God has given to you, and you play a special role in the body of Christ right here. And you are an important part of that body. And in fact, the body needs you in order for it to be able to be successful in doing all the ministry that God wants this church to be involved in. And something else, every one is, you know, every other part is depending on you. Remember, we've got to work together in order to function as the full, whole body of Christ. And when you fail to be here or you fail to do your part in the body of Christ, then you will cause the church to struggle. The church will struggle. Each one of you is interconnected and important. And that's what I want to talk about, really. It's kind of the uh, idea of uh, the same, but it's talking about in verses 26 and 27. Another reason is that each member is truly interconnected. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, whatever one member does, it affects all the other members. We, we are interconnected in that way. Now, let me think again in terms of the, the human body. Suppose you're at home. You're running around barefoot. And you carelessly kick the leg of a chair with your little pinky. I'll assure you, it will become immediately evident that your pinky toe does exist, right? You know it's there, and every part of your body will join in the pain. You've done it, probably, and you know that your body joins in its pain. You see the leg and the foot that is not injured to start jumping up and down and trying to help relieve the pain. And your back will bend over and your arms will extend and your hands will massage that little toe trying to help the pain that is there. All the members necessary, you see, will work together to try to help that toe. And that's exactly how it's supposed to work in the body of Christ. This is what Paul is trying to help us to understand. He's saying in verse 26, 
And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You see, we are all related. We are all interconnected as part of the body of Christ. We all became a part of that body by trusting Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And when we accepted him as our Savior and Lord, we became a part of his body that connected with the other parts of the body of Christ. And really, you know, these ties I talked about Wednesday night, the ties that bind us together in this relationship with Christ makes us really inseparable because we are interconnected and we need each other. Paul described those ties, and let's look back at verse 13. It says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. We're interconnected. That's what he's talking about here. And that means we are to share the experiences with one another. When a member of the church gets the sad news that they have terminal cancer, all of us hurt with them. When a member has a new baby, we rejoice with them. When a member of the body loses their job, we feel their pain. And when a member of the body recovers from a surgical procedure, you and I as part of the body join in the thanksgiving and the praise because they were able to recover. When a member of the body experiences the loss of a loved one through death or through even a broken relationship, we, the body, mourn with them. When a member of the body is married to another believer, we celebrate with them. Especially when a person becomes a new member in the body of Christ, we rejoice together in them. And on and on. You see, we're interconnected and we join in together as a body to hurt with one another and to rejoice with one another and to be glad with one another. We are interconnected. So that means, folks, listen, that nobody is a nobody in the body. You are important and we are important to one another. But look at the second thing. The second main part, if you're looking at the outline, you'll see it. The second part of this message, nobody is a nobody in the body because the body needs each individual member. Going back to verse 14, it says, For in fact, the body, the physical body, is not one member, but many. And then in verse 27, listen to what he says again. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Just like the physical body, each member, one member, uh, one person, but many make up the body of Christ. And to be a fully functioning 
uh, functioning body of Christ, we need each other, and the church, the body as a whole, needs each one of us. Again, that says you are important and you are needed, just as the physical body needs every single member of the body in order to function properly. And when one, uh, one part of the body is hurting, you know, or missing, the, the church feels that. And, and you, this is talking about the whole body of Christ, but you can look at it also as the body of Christ right here at Central Baptist Church. That when one member is missing, you are really missed. And, and it makes it even more difficult for the church, this church, to function if you're not here and not doing your part in order for the body to function. The church needs it. And remember, this is not a person needing it, even though we each one make up the body and all of us need it, but this is the body of Christ that needs you. And it's Christ himself who has called us to be a part of the body and has gifted us so that we can do our part in the body. And please keep in mind, you know, each one of us as members of the body, uh, are, are we have different tastes. We have different ideas. You know, we have different appearances. We have different abilities and all of that. But the great thing about the body of Christ is that unity does not mean uniformity. Not at all. And I believe one of the most beautiful illustrations of unity is when a diverse group of people come together in the name of Jesus Christ as the body and worships together and ministers together and serves God together. I think that's one of the most beautiful pictures of unity that you can find anywhere. And When the church unites together, just think about it, church. We can impact the world. Look at the group that Jesus called during his earthly ministry. Man, you're talking about a diverse makeup. Fishermen, hated tax collectors, politicians were a part of these 12 men were, you know, that made up the body of, of that, that was with Christ during his ministry here on earth. And listen, folks, they turned the world upside down. For Jesus Christ. So if he can take that scrubby little group and, and use them to turn the world upside down, just think what he can do with his body on this earth right now if we, the body of Christ, will humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Just think what he can do. And think what he can do right here through Central Baptist Church. I'm so proud of God's body right here. So thankful for you. And Ann, I want you to know we've been and I, I we continue to pray for you as 
God continues to build his church right here. And you keep in mind that you are an important member in the body of Christ. And when we join together as his people in unity, man, there's no telling what God can do and will do right here in your midst. So when we understand that, you know, the church, the body of Christ needs each one of us, then what should be our attitude? What should be our, our attitude when we understand that the body needs us? Let me see if I can say it by giving you an illustration. How many of you remember when President Kennedy was inaugurated? Come on, admit it. Many of us, many of us. If you remember in his address, his quote was, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. What can we do? You know, what should be our attitude? Ask not what your church can do for you. Ask what you can do for your church. And I promise you, you know, unfortunately, so many, you know, come looking. I want to find a church to meet my needs. I believe if you will pray and ask God's guidance and you will say, I want to be a part and do my part in the body of Christ, Man, you're going to find what you need in this church. If you will allow God to use the gifts that he has given you, to use the abilities God has given you, to be ready in unity, to be God's lighthouse right here, like it has been already for many years, then this church can function properly and successfully to be exactly what God wants it to be and to fulfill the exact purpose God has you here for. Because really, we're not created to see what the church can do for us. God has created us and recreated us in Christ to see what he can do with us in his body. For him. So I just want to close by reminding you you are important. Every single one of you is important to the body of Christ as a whole, but to this body, this local body of believers right here. You are important. Every single member here is important because you need each other. We need each other, and because this body, the body of Christ, needs you. Nobody is a nobody in the body. Amen? Heavenly Father, help each of us to 
plant that deep in our heart and let it grow. Remind us often, Lord, that nobody is a nobody here. All of us, each one, each individual is important. And Father, let no arrogance grow from that, but only humility. Because only by your grace are we who we are. Only by your grace and your love gift in Jesus Christ are we a part of your body. And we thank you for that. So Lord, help us not to ask what a church can do for us, but help us to ask what can I do for you, Lord, in your church as a part of the body. Lord, in each heart, in each member's heart, uh, each member of this church, in their hearts, Father, I pray that you would bring a peace, that you would, Lord, reassure them that you're still on the throne, that you still know exactly where this church is and who they are because they're yours, and that you are still working to use each one in a mighty way right here. So, Father, I place before you this precious church, and I ask your blessing, and especially during this time of transition, that you would, in a real way, make your presence and your power so real in this place, that you would make your peace so real in the heart of each one that's right here. And Father, may we go away from here today being encouraged because we are a part of your body and know that we need each other and that you need us in your body. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, in these closing moments, may you have your will, your way in every heart and life and may we be willing, Father, just to place ourselves before you, even right where we're seated or where we'll be standing. But, Lord, if there's someone that needs to come to this altar to pray or needs to come and, and to share a decision, whatever you have done in each heart, Father, may we be willing to let you have your way. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, church. We're going to sing together. And I'll be here at the front if I can help you in any way. I'll put on my mask so I won't uh, offend anyone. I want you to feel comfortable, seriously, to be uh, able to come down here. So let's let God just work in our heart as we close today.